You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so that we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today, we'll be reading Exodus 21.1 through 24.18, 100 verses today. Now, these are the rules that you shall set before them. When you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. If he comes in single, he shall go out single. If he comes in married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife, and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and he shall go out alone. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go free, then his master shall bring him to God, and he shall bring him to the door or doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall be his slave forever. When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she shall not go out as the male slaves do. If she does not please her master, who has designated her for himself, then he shall let her be redeemed. He shall have no right to sell her to a foreign people, since he has broken faith with her. If he designates her for his son, he shall deal with her as a daughter. If he takes another wife to himself, he shall not diminish her food, her clothing, or her marital rights. And if he does not do these three things for her, she shall go out for nothing, without payment of money. Whoever strikes a man so that he dies shall be put to death. But if he did not lie in wait for him, But God let him fall into his hand, then I'll appoint for you a place which he may flee. But if a man willfully attacks another to kill him by cunning, he shall take him from my altar, that he may die. Whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death. Whoever steals a man and sells him, and anyone found in possession of him shall be put to death. Whoever curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. When men quarrel, and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist, and the man does not die, but takes to his bed, then if the man rises again and walks outdoors with the staff, he who struck him shall be clear, only he shall pay for the loss of his time, and shall have him thoroughly healed. When a man strikes his slave, male or female, with a rod, and the slave dies under his hand, he shall be avenged. But if the slave survives a day or two, he's not to be avenged, for the slave is his money. When the men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him, and he shall pay as the judge judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, 
eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. When a man strikes the eye of his slave, male or female, and destroys it, shall let the slave go free because of his eye. If he knocks out the tooth of his slave, male or female, he shall let the slave go free because of his tooth. When an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall be stoned, and its flesh shall not be eaten. But the owner of the ox shall not be liable. But if the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past, and its owner has been warned, but has not kept it in, and if it kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner also shall be put to death. If a ransom is imposed on him, then he shall give for the redemption of his life whatever is imposed on him. If it gores a man's son or daughter, he shall be dealt with according to the same rule. If the ox gores a slave, male or female, the owner shall give to their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. When a man opens a pit, or when a man digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make restoration, shall give money to its owner, and a dead beast shall be his. When one man's ox butts another so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and share its price, and the dead beast also they shall share. Or if it is known that the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past and its owner has not kept it in, he shall repay ox for ox, and the dead beast shall be his. If a man steals an ox or a sheep and kills it or sells it, he shall repay five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. If a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the sun has risen on him, there shall be blood guilt for him. He shall surely pay. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. If the stolen beast is found alive in his possession, whether it is an ox or a donkey or a sheep, he shall pay double. If a man causes a field or vineyard to be grazed over or lets his beast loose and it feeds in another man's field, he shall make restitution from the best of his own field and in his own vineyard. If fire breaks out and catches in thorns, so the stacked grain or the standing grain or the field is consumed, he who started the fire shall make full restitution. If a man gives to his neighbor money or goods to keep safe and it's stolen from the man's house, then if the thief is found, he shall pay double. If the thief is not found, the owner of the house shall come near to God and show whether or not he has put his hand to his neighbor's property. For every breach of trust, whether it is for an ox, for a donkey, for a sheep, for a cloak, or for any kind of lost thing, of which one says, This is it. The case of both parties shall come before God. The one whom God condemns shall pay double to his neighbor. If a man gives to his neighbor a donkey or a sheep or an ox or a beast, to keep safe, and it dies, or is injured, or is driven away without anyone seeing it, an oath by the Lord shall be between them both, to see whether or not he has put his hand to his neighbor's property. The owner shall accept the oath, and shall not make restitution. But if it is stolen from him, he shall make restitution to its owner. If it's torn by beasts, let him bring it as evidence. He shall not make restitution for what has been torn. If a man borrows anything of his neighbor and is injured or dies, the owner, not being with it, shall he shall make full restitution. If the owner was with it 
he shall not make restitution. If he, it was hired, it came for a tiring fee. If a man seduces a virgin who is not betrothed and lies with her, he shall give the pride price for her and make her his wife. If her father utterly refuses to give her to him, he shall pay money equal to the bride price for virgins. He shall not permit a sorceress to live. Whoever lies with an animal shall be put to death. Whoever sacrifices to any god other than the Lord alone shall be devoted to destruction. You shall not wrong a sojourner or oppress him, for you are sojourners in the land of Egypt. You shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. If you do mistreat them and they cry out to me, I will surely hear you. I will hear their cry and my wrath will burn and I will kill you with the sword and your wives shall become widows and your children fatherless. If you lend money to any of my people with you who is poor, you shall not be like a money lender to him. You shall not exact interest from him. If ever you take your neighbor's cloak and pledge, you shall return it to him before the sun goes down. For that is his only covering, and it is his cloak for his body. In what else shall he sleep? And if he cries to me, I will hear, for I am compassionate. You shall not revile God, nor curse a ruler of your people. You shall not delay to offer from the fullness of your harvest and from the outflow of your presses. The firstborn of your sons you shall give to me. You shall do the same with your oxen and with your sheep. Seven days it shall be with its mother. On the eighth day you shall give it to me. You shall be consecrated to me. Therefore you shall not eat any flesh that is torn by beasts in the field. You shall throw it to the dogs. You shall not spread a false report. You shall not join hands with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. You shall not fall in with the many to do evil, nor shall you bear witness in a lawsuit siding with the many so as to pervert justice. Nor shall you be partial to a poor man in a lawsuit. If you meet your enemy's ox or his donkey going astray, you shall bring it back to him. If you see the donkey of one who hates you lying down under its burden, you shall refrain from leaving him with it. You shall rescue it with him. You shall not pervert the justice due to your poor in his lawsuit. Keep far from a false charge, and do not kill the innocent and righteous, for I will not acquit the wicked. And you shall take no bribe, for a bribe blinds the clear-sighted and subverts a cause of those who are in the right. You shall not oppress a sojourner. You know the heart of a sojourner, for you are sojourners in the land of Egypt. For six years... You shall sow your land and gather in its yield. But in the seventh year, you shall let it rest and lie fallow, that the poor of your people may eat. And what they leave, the beasts of the field may eat. You shall do likewise with your vineyard and with your olive orchard. Six days you shall do your work. But on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox and your donkey may have rest, and the son of your servant woman and the alien may be refreshed. Pay attention to all that I've said to you. Make no mention of names of other gods, nor let it be heard on your lips. Three times in a year you shall keep a feast to me. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. As I commanded you, you shall eat unleavened bread for seven days at the appointed time of the month of Abib. For in it you came out of Egypt. None shall appear before me empty-handed. You shall keep the feast of harvest of the first fruits of your labor. 
of what you sow in the field. You shall keep the feast of ingathering at the end of the year, when you gather in from the field the fruit of your labor. Three times in the year shall all your males appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with anything leavened, or let the fat of my feast remain until the morning. The best of the first fruits of your ground you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on your way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I blot them out, you shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do as they do, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from among you. None shall miscarry or be barren in your land. I'll fulfill the number of your days. I will send my terror before you, and I will throw you into confusion. All the people I will throw into confusion all the people against whom you shall come. And I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before you. I will not drive them out before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the wild beasts multiply against you. Little by little I will drive them out from before you, until you have increased and possessed the land. And I will set your border from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines, and from the wilderness of the Euphrates. For I will give the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and you shall drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them and their gods. They shall not dwell in your land, lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, I will surely be a snare to you. Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Moses alone shall come near to the Lord, but the others shall not come near, and the people shall not come up with him. Moses came and told all the people all the words of the Lord, and all the rules, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain, and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the people of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood, put it in basins, and half of the blood he threw against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Then Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel went up, and they saw the God of Israel. There was under his feet, as it were, a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. And he did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel, and they beheld God, and ate, and drank. The Lord said to Moses, 
Come up to me on the mountain and wait there, that I may give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandments which I have written for their instruction. So Moses rose with his assistant, Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we return to you. And behold, Aaron and Hur were with you. Whoever has a dispute, let him go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now the appearance of his glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain, and Moses was on the cloud forty days and forty nights. Well, we start to get some of the rules and laws for Israel here in this section. And we need to remember that God desires to be with his people, right? We've got to go all the way back to the garden and remember that God had given Adam and Eve one law, one rule. Do not touch, uh, sorry, do not eat the fruit uh, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he dwelt with them and he walked with them in the cool of the day. And God desires to be with his people but he will not stand sin because it destroys the good world that he's given us. It, it, it's our way of committing suicide as an as a, as a entire society. And so he starts giving them rules. And it, it can strike us as, as difficult to hear some of these rules when we take them in one-off contexts and don't read it with the rest of the context of the scripture. So we hear the word slave, and rightfully so, um, it, it sends our, uh, our like skin on edge because uh, as Americans anyway, um, we are uh, familiar, our connotation is with the North Atlantic uh, slave route and which was a horrible evil, just unforgivable evil. Nothing is unforgivable, but you know what I mean. Uh, and uh, so we hear the word slave and we think of this horrible evil, but in Israel, the, the slavery was actually intended by God for justice because you could sell yourself. If you, if, you fell your, if you fell into a debt, you could then sell yourself into slavery to pay off your debt. And either way, uh, after six years, you go free again. So this is not a lifelong slavery. This is not a a generational slavery. This is not a race-based slavery. In fact, one of the laws was that if you steal somebody and sell him, then you get the death penalty. So that, that, that that's the, the whole North Atlantic slave route right there. So according to God, the human life is so important that, that it's so sacred that if you were to steal somebody uh, and, and sell them, then you have forfeited your own life because you have 
forfeited their life. You have taken their life as nothing. But anyway, there are some, uh, to be honest with you, the more you slow down and reflect on these laws, the more you meditate on what a society that, that functions itself around these laws, uh, how it would work, the more beautiful they are. There is care for the for the downcast. There is because they uh, they get to go into to your field and and reap what they didn't sow, so that they can eat. But if you compare it to our society, you think of like if you go into debt now, what do you do? You pay off your credit cards, and you end up you end up in a in a in a really crummy situation, and maybe you can file for bankruptcy or something, but. Um, but yeah, as you continue to, uh, if you if you strike, uh, if you strike your slave and his tooth comes out, then your slave goes free because you're un you're not trustworthy uh, with with the slave. You forfeited your right. So even even if he owes you money, still he goes free. Um, so anyway, yeah, there there are rules on here about sexuality. There are rules in here about just how. Um, the society is to is to function, uh, and and the whole point is so that God can dwell among His people, and that His people, as a kingdom of priests, can represent God to the nations, so that the nations will look in upon Israel and say, "Wow, what kind of a God do they serve?" Because their society is beautiful, and if you don't see it as beautiful yet then take some more time to meditate upon it. Read a little bit more about it because uh, it comes from the Lord. And, and I can be, I'll relate with you. As you read some of the laws, they seem confusing because you didn't live 3,000 years ago. Uh, but the more you meditate on them, the more you understand them, the more beautiful, the more beautiful they become. Um, and then at, towards the end, uh, the Lord brings a handful of people. You have... Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and they all go up and they have dinner in the presence of the Lord and then Moses continues up into the mountain and uh, goes to be with God for 40 days and 40 nights while God gives him more of the law and so as we continue on with the rest of Exodus through uh, Deuteronomy uh, there's going to be a lot of laws and so my challenge for you is to uh, take a deep breath and, and really Think upon those laws. If there's one that strikes you as odd, which there will be, um, jot it down and, and research it. See if it's not something that maybe it, it puts your hackles up because you don't really understand it. But uh, anyway, for the rest of the time here, I just want to ask you those same three questions. What does this section of scripture tell you about who God is? What does it tell you about the state of humanity, about yourself? And what is it that the Holy Spirit is stirring up inside of you? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and I'll see you again here tomorrow. Until then, God bless.